Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Okay, we can't stop watching the TikTok videos of the Taylor Swift song where they they pretend that they're recording them, but they're actually recording the people's Just faces. Pull out a ring and say, marry me too. Okay, my favorites are the ones where they make the mean faces like, what is she doing? Those are my favorite ones. Because it's just, okay, because it's all in good fun. It's like um, laughing with people and like when they do embarrassing things. I don't know. I guess it's kind of like making fun of people, but it's like they asked for it. <laughs> They're my favorites. They're just so funny. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready? We're almost finished with Erie Elementary. I think we have four books left. And then we are doing... Are we doing Judy Moody or Amelia Bedelia? Judy Moody? Yeah. I already showed you. I, no. I am an adult, which means I don't remember I have anything. Okay. I, have I had neck cramps. cramps too. Oh, I just popped it. Oh, good job. Okay, ready? <gasps> oh, oh, are you yawning? That's not a good sign. Erie Elementary. Classes are canceled. Oh, that hurts. It made it worse. A uh, crumb bum. You okay? You want me to rub your neck? Yeah. Oh, little princess. Peyton needs a neck rubbed. Okay. Chapter one, plaque attack. Everyone, please line up. Sam Graves, please line up, Sam Graves shouted. No running, Lucy yelled. No pushing either, Antonio added. It was the morning outside Erie Elementary. Sam and his best friends are standing on the two front steps and the, oh, nope, on the front steps on hall monitor duty. They were making sure that everyone lined up lined up in orderly fashion. Do you think our classmates think that we're annoying? Asked Antonio. I'm going to answer that and say probably. What do you think? Good, that helped. Amazing. Okay, they better not think we're annoying, Lucy exclaimed. Not after everything we've done for them. It was true. Sam, Antonio, and Lucy had done a lot. At Erie Elementary, hall monitors were different. They did more than just patrol the halls. It was their job to protect everyone. The hall monitors were only the only students who knew the truth. Erie Elementary was alive. It was a, leave, a living, breathing thing that fed on students. A mad scientist named Orson Erie designed the school. He had found a way to live forever. He became the I school. I don't know why he froze. He tried to froze freeze the kid Why? to make it a popsicle mm-hmm. so, because i think he does think like Ew, they taste disgusting but mm. gotta make it taste a little better i guess oh okay yeah orson erie was the school and the school was or- orson erie erie elementary was almost 100 years old a stone plaque hung above the front steps there was a date on the plaque 1923, the year that the school had been built. Students stood, lined up around the steps. They were waiting for the doors to open so school could begin. I did hear that. Peyton is cracking her toes. 
Sam gazed up at the plaque. A twisted, entangled feeling suddenly spread inside Sam's gut. As hall monitor, Sam could feel when he had when something was wrong, and right now Sam had that feeling. Just then, small bits of stone fluttered down. Like win- winter snow, Sam watched as a thin crack slid across the plaque. I feel like I've seen this before. Really? Maybe maybe this was like read in school a long time ago and you just didn't realize. No, no, we haven't read those. Oh. In the elementary. Okay. Just the beginning, chapter two. The plaque hung at a crooked angle. It was about to fall. Sam's head was pounding. Watch out, he shouted. Antonio and Lucy spun around. What is it? Lucy asked. The plaque, Sam began to say. Antonio and Lucy looked up. They could see the heavy stone would fall any second. Everyone, off the steps, quickly, the three friends shouted. Students and teachers ran. No one knew what was happening. They just knew that the hall monitor said to move. Sam watched the plaque tumble from its place to the door. It seemed to happen in slow motion, like a scene from a movie. I know. He dove out of the way. The plaque shattered against the steps. A wrinkled hand reached out to help Sam. Sam looked up and saw... Um, 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 Mr. Nicole. Nicole. But Mr. Nicole, we are on... Gee, many Christmas kid. This is a seventh book, and you can't remember Mr. Nicobe. You call him Mr. Nicole? Same thing. Excuse me, Monsieur Nicole. Look, my aunt is named Miss Ni- is Nicole. Mm-hmm. So I get. The- Look, I- we've read so okay. many books, so I have to read. That's true. All the names. Okay. All right. All right. Well, it's Mr. Nicobe to you, Peyton, and to everybody else too. <laughs> The, the old man who took care of the school. Mr. Nicobe had chosen Sam to be the hall monitor. He also, he had told Sam the eerie, the truth about eerie elementary. Okay, why do we have to keep reading it over? I don't know. It just does that. You know, it's like, my name is Junie B. Jones. Do we have to I, read it? But I like the B and that's all. Like that. Do we have to read it? Yeah, it's part of the story. It was a secret that Mr. Nicobe had only shared with Sam, Antonio, and Lucy. Principal Winnick burst out of the front doors. Is everyone safe? He looked very worried. Sam nodded. Is everyone okay? Oh, Sam nodded. Everyone's okay. Students were standing up and brushing themselves off. No one was badly hurt. This, what? That's my big toe. Oh my gosh, that was crazy. This is not good, Principal Winnick said nervously. I'll get these front steps cleaned up, Mr. Nicobe said. Enough milling around, says Mrs. Grinker. Oh Miss Grinker saw was Sam, Antonio, and Lucy's third grade teacher. She shuffled the students into the building. Yeah, I know she is just oy, she's a third grade. She's a grumpy old lady. She's like Mrs. Wilson at school. Oh man, that stinks. Sam, Lucy, and Antonio helped the students step over the broken plaque. The school. The school day just started, and Orson is already up to no good. Antonio said. Maybe Orson had nothing to do with that, said Lucy. The school's old. Maybe the plaque fall on its own. Possibly, Sam said. He eyed the strange, monstrous school. It was just a building, but it looked tired. It looked more run down than usual. Orson Erie is planning something big, Sam thought, and that falling plaque was just the beginning. Chapter 3, A Dangerous Day. Sam, Antonio, and Lucy could not stop their classmates. Could, could... 
well, could not stop thinking about the close call on the steps, but their classmates were already focused on something else. There was an exciting new addition to the classroom. A small cage sat on Mrs. Grinker's desk. Inside was a furry and very adorable hamster. Students gathered around to get a look. Finally, she's a good teacher. I know. She is so cute, one of the students bursted out. This is Squeakers, Mrs. Grinker said. It was Mrs. Grinker's first day back. I heard you were good while I was gone, so I brought Squeakers as a surprise. Wait, why, why, wait, why can't they all agree on the name? Come on. I think it's her pet that she wanted to bring for the students to play with, yeah. Sam glanced at Lucy and Antonio. Mrs. Grinker, Mrs. Grinker's week away from school had been weird. They had had a strange substitute, Jasper Erie, the the great-great-grandson of the evil Orson Erie. Jasper even lived in Orson Erie's old house, but it turned out he only wanted to help Sam and his friends. Every student in class got a moment to play with squeakers. The hamster was so cute, even Sam began to forget the falling plaque. But then, ayy! Hot steam was blasting off the radiator. Oh my, Mrs. Grinker exclaimed. She raced to turn it off. It looked, and she looked relieved when the bell rang for lunch. First, the plaque fell. Then the radiator broke, Lucy said as the friends walked out of the hall. This is a weird day. There was a lot of chatter throughout the lunchroom. Almost every single student had heard some, had heard about some near disaster. There were tales of the school stage crumbling, ceilings cracking, floorboards busting. Dangerous stuff is happening all over the school, Antonio said as he bit into one of his famous peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I hope it wasn't an old one. What's his name? Orson. Orson. Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry, Austin, Owen, you know. Yeah, yeah. I got those all. Yeah. But um, I think Austin. Orson? Orson did that. Yeah, I think so, too. At recess, Sam and his friends learned that the school nurse was ve- had been very busy this morning. A broken water fountain had squashed a student's foot. Another student twisted her ankle, dodging a falling pipe. Ring. Recess was over. Sam and his friends walked to the next class. Jim, the hallway looked different. There are new cracks on the floor, Lucy said. Lockers are hanging off of their hinges, Antonio added. Everything looks run down, Sam said. This is not normal for a building to suddenly just start falling apart. Sam had a tight feeling in his gut. It was the same feeling that he had gotten before the plaque fell. It was the same feeling that Sam always got when the school was about to strike. He stepped inside the gym. Chapter 4. Chaos. Sam felt a trembling beneath his feet. Small cracks were forming across the shiny wooden gym floor. He looked up and saw the ceiling splitting apart. Sam turned to warn Lucy and Antonio, but they had already started running across the gym. It's dodgeball day, Lucy called over her shoulder as she raced towards the gym's closet. My favorite, Antonio said as he sped after her. The gym teacher, Mr. Kirkpatrick, was pulling out a, a cart of dodgeballs. Sam fell felt the cracks in the floor growing larger. He thought, I need to get Lucy and Antonio's attention. Mr. Kirkpatrick rolled the dodgeballs across the floor. Soon, brightly colored balls were everywhere. Mr. Kirkpatrick yelled, Mr. Kirkpatrick, Sam yelled. He darted around the bouncing balls and slid to stop 
to stop it in front of the teacher. You have to cancel class today. Sam Graves, Mr. Kirkpatrick said. His hands were curled into a fist that rested on his waist. You need to toughen up. No one is getting out of dodgeball. Sam groaned. It's not that, he said. But then, oof, Sam Sam wheezed as a dodgeball slammed into his stomach. He tumbled into his he tumbled onto his butt. Crack. Then Sam gasped. The floor was made of thin... It was like the floor was made of thin ice. The cracks beneath him grew and splintered, and Sam scrambled to his feet. Mr. Kirkpatrick split the class into two teams. The game was about to start. Sam spotted Antonio and Lucy. He began hurrying towards them. With a piercing whistle, sliced through the air, Begin! Mr. Kirkpatrick shouted, Ah! Oh, Sam exclaimed as the ball pounded from his left and from his right. Finally, he reached Antonio and Lucy. Why are you playing? Lucy asked. Listen, Sam said, something bad is about to happen. Before Sam could finish, something bad did happen. The floor was splitting apart and the ceiling tiles were raining down. Sam's classmates cried out, Everyone, follow me, Sham- Sam shouted. We have to get out of here. Frightened classmates looked to Sam. Even Mr. Kirkpatrick seemed terrified. Crack a slam. A huge chunk of ceiling crashed to the floor. It blocked the exit. Collapsing, it it blocked the exit. Everyone was trapped inside the crumbling, collapsing gymnasium. Chapter 5, Dodgeball Disaster. Thunk, crash, clunk. Sam stared at the exit. Rubble is blocking the doors, he thought. A basketball hoop toppled and smashed against the floorboard. Sam's classmates all huddled together at the center of the gym. What do we do, asked Lucy. Honestly, a gym will always have more than one exit. So they can go out the other exit. Yeah. Yeah. Can you stop doing that with your foot, please? I don't like, I don't want you to hurt yourself. I'm not. No, ma'am. Um, good thing. Uh, oh, we need to get everyone out of here Antonio exclaimed. We have to clear the way the rubble to get the doors open, Sam said. Then, snap, snap. (sighs) Sam looked up. (sighs) Sam looked up. Dozens of lights dotted the high ceiling. One was plummeting towards them. Watch out, Antonio said. Lucy didn't have time to get out of the way. Instead, she lifted a dodgeball over the head. A light slammed into the dodgeball and bounced off. It shattered against the floor. Mm Mm-hmm. Good thinking, Lucy, Sam said, and he turned to his classmates. Hold up your dodgeballs and use them like shields. Do what he says, Mr. Kirkpatrick said. Sam saw his gym teacher hunch beneath the bleachers. Lucy, Antonio, come with me, Sam said. He lifted the dodgeball and raced towards the doors. Bonk, bounce, boing. The lamps bounced off and spun through the air. Floorboards burst open as Sam and Lucy sped across the gym. At last, they reached the pile of rubble. Sam grabbed the wreckage and pulled it out. Lucy and Antonio dragged the debris away from the door. Finally, they cleared the way and pushed the doors open. Pushed the doors, but they wouldn't open. They're locked, said Sam. Sam turned around. He saw his classmates holding dodgeballs above their heads. What if, Antonio started, what if we use the dodgeballs? Lucy went on to open the door, Sam exclaimed. 
Antonio cupped his hands over his mouth and shouted, Listen, everyone, throw your dodgeballs at the door. But their classmates did not move. Their teacher's voice forced the students to act. 21 dodgeballs flew screaming towards the doors. Chapter 6. School's Out. Kaboom! Every dodgeball slammed into the doors. The doors flung open. The students sped out into the hall. The entire school seemed to be waiting there. The principal, Winnick, are you falling asleep? Yeah. <laughs> principal Winnick stood alongside Mrs. Grinker and Mr. Nicobe. Why were these doors locked? Principal Winnick barked. Sam looked at Antonio and Lucy. They knew the school itself had locked the doors, and it was the school itself that had caused the gymnasium to fall apart. As of now, the gym is off limits, Principal Winnick announced. Sam eyed Mr. Nicobe. They both understood that this was not about the gym. It was about the school. Principal Winnick, Mr. Nicobe said, many things have gone wrong today. The stone plaque fell, the toilet exploded, the heater burst, and now this. Toilet exploded? I guess. Could you imagine sitting on the toilet and having it explode? Would you be freaking out? <laughs> Girl, I just was taking a poopy. What are you supposed to do when you clog the toilet? Like, I don't know. What, what? I don't know. At Erie Elementary, that's a whole other level of messed up day. <laughs> You're right, said the principal. We can't have students in danger. I'm canceling school for the rest of the day. Sam was desperate to discuss the school's events with Mr. Nicobe, but there was no chance to talk. Mrs. Grinker led the class Wait, outside. Are they the only class in the whole school? No, they're just one of the third grade classes. Why aren't, um... Mm-hmm. Yeah? Any of the other third grade classes mentioned? I think it's just because the focus is on Mrs. Grinker's class, because that's what Sam is in. Sam's... Wait, if the whole school's over there, mm-hmm. where are the other teachers? Mm, behind them or in front of them? They're there. Sam's classmates were thrilled to be leaving early. Everyone was happy. Everyone but Sam... Lucy and Antonio. Maybe Orson doesn't have anything to do with the school falling apart, Lucy said, hopefully. No way, Antonio exclaimed. Nothing in Erie Elementary is ever just a coincidence. Orson always has some crazy plan. True, said Sam, but what is the plan? Lucy and Antonio didn't reply. Sam was only sure of one thing. The three of them needed to uncover Orson's plan before someone got hurt. Or worse. Chapter 7. Ooh, the end of Orson. What does that mean? The next morning, Sam, Lucy, and Antonio stepped onto the school grounds. What on earth? Antonio said. Who are all of these people? Lucy asked. And what are they doing at our school? Sam said. Construction workers in bright yellow hard hats were examining the building and taking measurements. Trailers were set up across the soccer field. Principal Winnick was directing the students was directing the students. Find your teachers, he announced. They will explain everything. Hold on, I'll go back and do that. Hold on. Okay, fine. There is more going You want to take that? Um, Sam and his friends spotted Mrs. Grinker, and they made their way through the crowd. See, there's a huge crowd. They're making their way to their teacher. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Grinker, what is happening, Lucy asked. Inside, inside, Mrs. Grinker said. I will explain. Sam... Lucy and Antonio entered the trailer. Their classmates were already seated. The trailer was filled with desks and chairs, and there was a whiteboard, but the walls were bare. 
Mrs. Grinker called for silence. Squeakers was inside with her inside her cage, running on her squeaky wheel. I realize that everyone is curious to know what's going on outside, said Mrs. Grinker. Unfortunately, our beloved school is going to be torn down. Yes, the entire Yeah. The entire class gasped. The building is too old, said Mrs. Grinker. It has become a danger. Not to mention it's super creepy, Antonio whispered to Sam and Lucy. And alive, said Lucy. Class will be held here, Mrs. Grinker continued, until we have a new school building. Sam raised his hand. Mrs. Grinker, will the old building be torn down? When will the old building be torn down? Tomorrow, she said. Mrs. Grinker said. Mrs. Grinker started class like as usual, but Sam could not pay attention. He stared out the window, watching Erie Elementary and thinking, it feels like the school is watching me. Finally, it was time for recess, but the playground was overrun with construction workers, so recess was held in the soccer field. Sam's friends were both overjoyed by Mrs. Grinker's news about the school. Orson Erie will be defeated at last. And we're not the only ones who are going to do it, Antonio said. It looks like he was already... It looks like he was ready to do a victory lap around the school. Well, we'll get a new, not monstrous school, said Lucy as she jumped up and down. Won't that be nice? Sam smiled, but inside he had doubts. If the school were destroyed or Orson Erie be destroyed too, Sam was not sure. What if Orson Erie's spirit stays there? What if it's just like the property that's haunted, not the house? Yeah. Chapter 8, From Bad um, from bad to Worse. Yep. Sam spotted Mr. Nicobe across the soccer field. He was talking to one of the construction workers. Look, Sam said to Lucy and Antonio, Mr. Nicobe seems to be upset about something. Let's find out what it is. The three friends hurried across the field. As they approached, the construction worker stomped away. What's wrong, Sam asked. What were you guys talking to the man about? Mr. Nicobe looked frightened. Come, he said. Sam, Antonio, and Lucy followed Mr. Nicobe across the field. The old man sat down. That was the foreman. He's the head construction worker, Mr. Nicobe said. I asked him what will be done with the remains of the school after it's torn down. Well, what did he say, asked Sam. And, and asked Sam. Antonio and Lu Lucy leaned forward. Some of the rubble will be sent to the junkyard, said Mr. Nicobe slowly. But pieces of the brick and metal be will be help repair the building in town parts of erie elementary will be reused sam's mind raced does each brick contain a small part of orson erie each nut each bolt could they hold all pieces of or orson erie's monstrous powers could orson erie's evil powers be spread through town Aunt sam asked mr nicobe frowned i do not know but that is what i fear just minutes earlier Sam, Lucy, and Antonia had been celebrating, but now it seemed like they might be worse off than ever. We need more information about Orson's powers and how they work in that situation, Lucy said. And if we and we need it fast, Antonio added. Sam smiled. I know just where to look. Chapter 9. The plan is revealed. Revealed. Revealed, I mean. After school, Sam, Antonio, and Lucy ran to Jasper Erie's house, the house that sat at the end of the cracked driveway. The roof was sunken in, and the house was sort of crooked. 
Lucy knocked on the door and it creaked open and Jasper appeared. Hello, kids, he said. No time for hellos, Sam said as he rushed into the house. This had been Orson Erie's home and it was full of creepy old things. Ancient trucks, trunks, boxes filled in the kitchen. There were stacks of Orson Erie's notebooks and journals on the table. What's going on? Jasper asked. Erie Elementary is about to be torn down, Antonio said. Well, that's good news, Jasper said. Sam said, maybe, or it might be the worst news. Can we sit down? They gathered around the kitchen table. Jasper listened while the kid explained what happened the past two days. They were told that they feared the school's evil powers could be spread. That sounds like Orson, all right, Jasper said. We need to know what will happen to Orson's powers if the pieces of the school are moved, Antonio said. Like if they end up in other buildings. Sam eyed the pile of Orson's work. Well, he said, picking up a notebook, I guess we could start reading. It was almost dinner time, and they hadn't found anything useful. Antonio chuckled as he read the document. Check out this part. Apparently, Orson Erie was super ticklish. He was researching a cure for ticklishness. Weird, Sam said, but not helpful. Just then, Lucy discovered something that yeah, was helpful. Because they could tickle the wall. Yeah. Lucy discovered something that was helpful. She was flipping through the notebook when a piece of paper slid out. Sam picked it up. It's a drawing of Erie Elementary, she said. Lucy gasped when she saw what it said. In event of school demolition. What does that mean? Well, that means if the school is demolished. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Demolition, Jasper said curiously. This means Orson planned for this. This drawing explains what will happen when the school is torn down. What are these arrows, Antonio asked. Sam, as Sam looked at the drawing, everything suddenly made perfect and terrible sense. This is a drawing... This drawing shows that Orson Erie's power spreading, said Sam. Orson is making the school fall apart. The falling plaque, the crumbling walls, it was Orson's doing, Antonio said. We thought Orson finally was being defeated. Instead, it's the opposite, Lucy interrupted. Orson's evil powers will spread across town. Sam nodded. He will be more powerful than before, unless we can stop the demolition. There was a terrible quiet in the room. Jasper Erie broke the silence. I will try to find out more, but I won't set foot on that school grounds ever again. You three are the only hope of stopping this nightmare. Chapter 10. Stop! The next day, Sam stared out the window during class. He saw the construction workers hurrying, about to remove boxes from the school. All day, he felt like Erie Elementary was watching him. Just as the school day was ending... Sam's desk began to shake. His sneakers bounced against the floor. The entire trailer was quaking. Sam watched squeakers hide behind a pile of sawdust. Lucy and Antonio's eyes were wide, but Sam realized for once this was not Orson Erie's doing. A massive truck rumbled past the window. A trailer shook harder, and a bulldozer followed. Oh no, Sam whispered to his friends. The demolition of Erie Elementary is about to start. Mr. Grinker dismissed the class and told everyone to head straight home. Sam and his classmates funneled outside, but no one headed home. They gathered on the field. It wasn't often that students got to watch their school be demolished in front of their eyes. Sam saw the wrecking ball rumbling towards Erie Elementary. The wrecking ball swung from a metal chain. The thick chain made a loud, metallic, creaking sound. Sam caught Mr. Nicobe's eyes from across the field. 
He was frowning. In moments, the demolition would begin. All hope has appeared to be lost, but suddenly Sam heard a familiar voice. Stop! Antonio was speeding towards the school, shouting at the top of his lungs to stop, stop. Lucy grabbed Sam's sleeve. What is Antonio doing? I'm not sure, said Sam, but at least he's doing something. Come on. With that, Lucy and Sam ran after Antonio. They were all shouting, stop, stop. Sam, Lucy, and Antonio slid to the top of the front of the huge swinging wrecking ball. Sam felt everyone, teachers, students, and construction workers watching them. Before Sam could ask what the plan was, Antonio shouted, you can't knock down the school. Squeakers is inside. Sam's mind race. Squeakers is in her cage. I saw her before we left the trailer. What is Antonio thinking? The construction workers, the construction foreman climbed down behind the control. His yellow hat was shiny in the afternoon sun. Who or what is Squeakers? The foreman asked with his arms crossed. Squeakers is our class pet, Antonio said. She's a furry brown hamster, Lucy said. She looked up at the foreman with wide puppy dog eyes. Yeah, I just saw her through the window, Antonio said. You can't knock Erie Elementary down while Squeakers is inside. The principal, Winnick, stomped across the field. He did not look happy. Sam swallowed. Anyone can look inside anyone can look inside Squeakers' cage. They'll all know Antonio's lying. A moment later, Sam's classmate Brian appeared in the trailer doorway. It's true, Brian yelled. Squeakers isn't in her cage. Sam's eyes widened. Antonio flashed his friends a sneaky grin. Look, guys, he whispered. Antonio opened his coat. Squeakers. The furball was peeking out over the top of Antonio's shirt pocket. I nabbed him from the cage while everyone was rushing outside. Smart, said Lucy. Antonio snapped his jacket shut just before anyone else saw the hamster. With a deep sigh, Principal Winnick said, All demolition must stop until we find a hem, Squeakers. A burst of applause came from the students and the teachers. They were eager to watch the demolition, but no one had wanted to, it to happen with the hamster inside. The foreman's face was bright red. He stomped back to his construction crew and ordered them to search the school. Men and women in hard hats trudged through the inside looking for a missing hamster. Just then, Sam noticed the principal Winnick and the foreman disappear into the side of the school. Guys, follow me, said Lucy and Antonio. The friends crept around the building. They ducked down behind a dumpster. Sam cupped his hands over his ears. If you don't find the pet, continue with the demolition tomorrow at 7 a.m. sharp. We're tearing down Erie Elementary, Principal Winnick said, no matter what. Chapter 12, Town Square Scares. Antonio, your quick thinking bought us some time, said Sam. Sam, Lucy, and Antonio were walking home from school. The air was cold. Antonio pulled his jacket tighter, but not too tight. Squeakers was still in his pocket. Yeah, but not a, yeah, but not a lot of time. We'll be in the exact same situation tomorrow, Antonio said. The school will be, will be knocked down, and we can't let that happen, Lucy said. Sam's mind raced. Raced. This was Orson's wicked plan, most wicked plan yet. He had no idea how to stop it. The friends stopped in front of Sam's house. Everyone, think hard, Sam said. We have to come up with a plan. Antonio gently patted his pocket. I'll look after the furball. Who knows? Maybe she'll give me an idea. 
I'm going to town hall, said Lucy. Maybe I can find some help for information about the school. Okay, said Sam. Let's meet at the school early tomorrow morning. The three friends split up that night. Sam could, and that night, Sam could barely eat his dinner. He was too nervous. I'm going to bed early, he told his mom. His mom smiled. Of course, honey. I bet you're stressed out with everything that's going on at school. Sam thought to himself, Mom, if you only knew the truth. Sam fell asleep the second his head hit the pillow. But before he knew it, he was up and he was walking through Erie Town Square in the middle of the night. The streets were quiet, too quiet. The town was different. Sam had a twisted feeling in his stomach. It was that same feeling that he got when the school was about to attack, but now he had that feeling in downtown Erie. The town suddenly roared to monstrous mon- roared to monstrous life. The grocery store's doors slammed open and shut. They had become chopping a chomping mouth. The tall street lights bent down and reached for Sam. Sam dodged them. Buildings swayed, the mailboxes chain clanged, and envelopes th- flew out. Fire hydrants bursted, spewing water. The water, the water, took the form of terrifying liquid tentacles. Every bit of the town roared to life. The monstrous town of Erie was behaving like the monstrous school, Erie Elementary. Stoplights turned completely red, and the red beams formed one giant spotlight that shone directly on Sam. Suddenly, everything went quiet. Everything had gone back to normal, but only for a moment. At the end of Main Street, two huge headlights flashed on. Sam was bathed in blinding white light. It was the wrecking ball. It hung from a crane. The crane was atop a truck, and the truck was speeding towards Sam. Sam stood stood frozen in the street. The truck had changed, changed. The headlights looked like narrow eyes, and the bumper formed a mustache. It was a face, the face of Orson Erie. Chapter 13. No time to waste. Sam woke up, and his pajamas were soaked in sweat. His heart was pounding. This was a scary nightmare, Sam told himself. But Sam knew that that nightmare could come true if he and his friends didn't stop the demolition of Erie Elementary. Sam couldn't go back to sleep. All he could picture was a terrifying face and the swinging wrecking ball. Just then, he realized something awful. The wrecking ball on the wrecking ball is on school grounds. Ori er, Orson Erie can demolish the school himself. He doesn't need for the construction workers to do it. In a flash, Sam was up and dressed and hurried downstairs. He scribbled a quick note for his parents. Mom and Dad, I left for school early this morning. I have to help Mr. Nicobe with some hall monitor stuff. Love, Sam. Sam ran to Lucy's house. He tossed a pebble at Lucy's window, and the window lifted. Lucy rubbed her eyes. Sam, she said. She was fighting off a yawn. What are you doing here? It's still dark. I had a nightmare, said Sam. Now I think Orson is going to use the wrecking ball to destroy the school all by himself. Moments later, Lucy came out from her door. Antonio's house was next. Lucy taped the window with a branch. Antonio's window rattled open. He could tell something important was happening. Coming, he said. He slipped squeakers into his front pocket as he ran outside. You're bringing squeakers, Lucy asked. I can't leave her, Antonio replied as he petted squeakers. I bonded with this cutie. She's the best, aren't you, my little buddy? 
Oh, Lucy, said Sam, I forgot to ask you. Jeff, did you have any luck at, down, at town hall? Not really, said Lucy with a sigh. I did bump into Jasper, though. I told him everything that happened yesterday, and he said he'd keep searching for information. Okay, well, no time to waste, Sam said. Come on, I'm afraid the demolition, demolition is already starting. The friends began running. It was almost dawn when they arrived at Erie Elementary. A blue-gray fog hung over the school. It was a cold winter morning, and it felt even colder near the school. An icy chill ran down Sam's spine. They hurried past the trailers, across the soccer field, and loomed over everything. It made Sam think of an abandoned castle. Everything was still. Then... Vroom! The sound of an engine cutting through the early morning quiet. Sam's nightmare was coming to life. The bright headlights flooded the school. The truck rumbled and the crane began to move. The wrecking ball started swinging. But there was no one inside the truck. Chapter 14. Danger at Dawn. The monstrous truck thundered toward Erie Elementary. The wrecking ball began swinging faster and faster. Sam had been right. Horse and Erie was going to destroy the school on his own. The wrecking ball swung into the school. Wham! The entire wall exploded. Chunks of big brick rained on the grass. We have to do something, Lucy cried. The rumbling truck engine was so loud it was deafening. Sam stepped forward. He cupped his hands around his mouth and shouted, Orson Erie, before you destroy that building, you've got three hall monitors to deal with. The wrecking ball slowed. The big truck turned toward the friends and the engine barked. Sam gulped. This is exactly what his nightmare was. The truck seemed to have a face. And the face seemed to be looking straight at Sam. The headlights flashed the, from yellow to red like they were angry monstrous eyes the engine snarled and growled you got his attention said antonio his voice trembling now what suddenly the truck sped towards them the wrecking ball was whipping through the air sam antonio and lucy ducked behind the jungle gem as the huge metal ball swung smash the friends scrambled out of the way as a jungle bit gym exploded into pieces the sound of cranking of the cranking crane filled the air the wrecking ball swung again watch out sam cried chapter 15 tickle fight there was a loud crunch at the as the wrecking ball smashed into the swing set and ripped it out from the ground sam antonio and lucy drove behind the monkey bars they could hear the wrecking ball slicing through the air Suddenly, Antonio started laughing. What's so funny, Lucy exclaimed. There's no time for laughing. Orson is trying to bash us. I I didn't mean to, said Antonio. He was laughing so hard that he could barely speak. It's Squeakers. She crawled up my shirt and her feet tickle. Squeakers darted through Antonio's collar and scampered onto his lamp. lap. Antonio scooped her up and caught his breath. Wait a second, Sam said. Didn't we read that? Lucy finished Sam's thought. Orson was terribly ticklish. Maybe Squeakers can help us again, said Antonio. In a flash, Antonio was racing towards the truck. The giant wrecking ball swung over his head as he set Squeakers down on the grass. Squeakers scrambled atop the truck. Antonio stepped back. Squeakers was darting in and out of the truck around the crane and scampering along the roof. The engine let out a howling, high-pitched squeal. 
Sam realized that it sounded like laughter. The truck is giggling. It's working, Lucy said. Squeakers is tickling Orson Eerie, and I bet she doesn't even know it. Sam exclaimed. The wrecking ball swung wildly as the engine let out more terrifying, crazed laughter. And then, clink, 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 the wrecking ball was lifted high into the air, and the crane swung as the ball and the ball was directly above the truck. Orson is going to use a wrecking ball on squeakers, Lucy shouted. No, Antonio cried. My little buddy will be smashed. This truck has done enough damage to the school, Stam said. It's time to damage itself, but first I'll save squeakers. It's too dangerous, Lucy exclaimed. Sam raced forward as he leapt past the broken playground equipment and bound onto the truck. The cold metal chilled him to the core. Get down from there, Antonio called, but Sam knew this was their only chance to defeat the wrecking ball. Squeakers, come here, Sam Sam said. He reached across the roof, speeding for the hamster. The ball was about to drop. The, the ball's about to drop, Antonio cried. Sam looked up, and he saw the huge metal ball above him. Suddenly, Sam began giggling. Squeakers darted up his jacket sleeve, and an instant later, the tiny hamster's face poked out. Sam grabbed her just in time. Gotcha, said Sam. Sam tucked his hands over his chest and dove onto the damp grass. Antonio and Lucy ran over. They dragged Sam away from the monstrous truck just as, kaboom, a massive wrecking ball smashed down and it was the loudest sound Sam had ever heard. Metal exploded. Electric sparks shot out. The ball plunged through the truck. Sam stood up and Squeakers leapt leapt into Antonio's hand. The three friends looked at the rubble. The sun was rising higher in the sky. Nice job, Sam. The monster truck destroyed itself, Antonio said. But what about the rest of Orson's plan, Lucy said. The construction crew could, could show up any second. Sam pointed. They're already here. Sam, oh, chapter 16, not over yet. Sam, Antonio, and Lucy watched the construction crew march across the soccer field. The foreman led the way. Mr. Nicobe and Principal Winnick hurried behind them. Lucy gulped. How do we explain the truck, she asked. It was a jumble of bent metal. Cloud smoke poured from the engine. We can't explain it, said Antonio, and I vote we run behind the building. Then we come walking around. We'll whistle, too. Whistling always makes you look innocent. But Sam knew it was too late for that. The foreman looked furious. My truck! My wrecking ball, he exclaimed. He glared at Sam, Antonio, and Lucy. I knew you had something to do with this. Admit it. Antonio smiled and said, Sir, do you really think we could have done this? We don't even know how to use a wrecking ball, said Lucy. Yeah, we're just a bunch of third-grade hall monitors, Sam said. Maybe it was a malfunction, said Mr. Nicobe. Perhaps you workers didn't probably shut it, properly shut it down yesterday. The foreman glared at Mr. Nicobe. Principal Winnick stepped between them. Regardless, he said, we're just lucky that no one was hurt. The foreman was so angry, he was almost shaking. I'll have another truck here this afternoon, he said. That wrecking ball will swing. Oh no, Sam thought. We only stopped part of Orson Erie's plan. We didn't totally defeat him. And I see the class pet has been found, so there's no reason to delay. 
Principal Winnick said, uh, glancing at Squeakers. This school will be torn down today. Suddenly, a voice called out, No, it won't. Sam spun around. It was Jasper Erie. He was standing outside the school gate. Jasper was waving a piece of paper. Lucy sprinted across the lawn and grabbed it. Her eyes skimmed over it. A moment later, she came hurrying back, waving a document. This is from Town Hall, Lucy said, smiling. It says that Erie Elementary is a historical landmark. If you demolish it, you'll be breaking a law. This building can never be torn down. Principal Winnick read the paper. He sighed. It's true. This means the building must be repaired brick by brick. Suddenly, the school doors blew open. A great wailing sound, like a scream, came from deep inside of Erie Elementary. Principal Winnick, Mr. Nicobe, and the foreman all looked at the school. What the? What was that sound? The foreman asked. His voice trembled. Eh, just the old heating system, Mr. Nicobe said quickly. It makes the oddest sounds. But Sam knew that the painted, the pained howling of Ori that it was the pained howling of Orson Erie, and the new information had stopped Orson's evil plan. Soon, the construction workers were hard at work, but they weren't tearing the school down. They were putting it back together. They were repairing the gym and patching the walls and fixing the playground. Sam, Lucy, and Antonio walked to the trailer for class. So we defeated Erie Elementary by saving Erie Elementary, Sam said. Weird. Antonio nodded, super weird, but it's good because the school will go back to normal. But it's also bad, said Lucy, because, well, the school will be back to normal. The hall monitor's work is never done, Antonio said. Sam nodded, that's for sure, not at Erie Elementary. Are you asleep, Peyton? Yep, she's asleep. Well, I think she missed the end of that book.